This episode of the Columbia Basin Herald Studio Basin Podcast is brought to you by the Moses Lake Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber works to help businesses in and around Moses Lake flourish through networking opportunities, member-to-member savings for products and services, and connecting businesses with the resources they need to make Moses Lake a wonderful place to live, work, and play. For more information, visit moseslake.com or call the Chamber at 509-765-7888. Again, that's 509-765-7888. Hello, everybody. I am Rob Miller. I am the managing editor here at the Columbia Basin Herald, and I am joined in the studio today by Bob Richardson, our general manager for Washington, uh, as well as Ian Bavona, our infamous sports reporter. So... Um, we're going to cover some news items. Uh, it's been mostly community-style news uh, this week. We've got a uh, little bit of harder news that we'll, we'll cover. Uh, and uh, uh, a, a thing that we've got going on that that's why Bob is here, and so we'll, we'll be able to talk about that. First off, uh, we wanted to talk about Spring Fest a little bit. Um, I don't know if the two of you got to go at all, but I was down there, and we got to... Um, I ch- checked off a few bucket list items with um, uh, seeing Tone Loke and Vanilla Ice on stage. Jo- Montel Jordan was on there, but apparently I was not the right demographic at the time to really appreciate his, his tunes, but there were a lot of people that had fun reliving the 90s. Um, I don't know about you, Bob, but I enjoyed just getting a chance to go down there. I saw him play Ice Ice Baby in person, and that was a bucket list <laughs> item for me. So... Um, but we've got a gallery up on the Columbia Basin Herald website right now and several stories on that as well as Memorial Day coverage. There were a lot of events that um, went out of their way to you know, just honor those who have fallen in, in service to our, our nation across the basin. And I really think uh, if folks want to go on there and check that out, that they would be very pleased uh, with what they had a chance to read. Um, so, Bob... You're here because we're going to put you in the hot seat on 40 <laughs> Under 40. Um, the Basin yes. Business Journal is, is putting on a, um, not really a contest so much as just we want to recognize some folks. <laughs> um, and that's our sister publication that we all, all the same people that put together the Columbia Basin Herald, do the Basin Business Journal and cover, you know, business, agriculture, all that kind of thing in eastern Washington. Uh, from here all the way over, and we even tackle a little bit of Idaho on occasion if it, we if do. it goes together. Um, but tell us about 40 Under 40 and, and what we're trying to accomplish with that. So this is new to our area. Um, our sister companies over in Idaho and Montana do a 40 Under 40. So we felt it was important to be able to kind of you know, highlight those those younger executives and those younger business leaders that are doing really, really good things in our area. Um, it's something that we haven't seen around here so we figured you know why not let's do what everybody else in our company is doing and let's let's highlight those those people that really do a lot of great things for our area right and you know it that you know all of eastern washington tends to be a big community of communities um and we're trying to uh focus on that a little bit but also there are a lot of folks you know there there's those new leaders that are coming up and they're doing a lot of good things whether they're at a non-profit or a for-profit or just anywhere out there, they're mm-hmm. they're leading the way and you know bringing us all together. 
what does someone need to do if they've got someone in mind that they want to nominate for this process? Like, how does that look? Uh, if you go to either the Basin Business Journal or Columbia Basin Herald's Facebook page, you go to the Basin Business Journal website or the Columbia Basin Herald website, there's a QR code that you can scan and uh, you can enter your nomination there. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Just nominate someone that, uh, that you feel is doing an excellent job of, of either growing their business, helping others grow their business, or like you said before, uh, really doing a lot with nonprofits. We really want to recognize those people in this area. So yeah. uh, super excited to see the entries that we do get. Um, because I'm sure we all know a bunch of these people that we're gonna we're gonna see nominated. Yeah, um, and you know we we just want to do this as part of our efforts to help build community as mm -hmm. well. Um, that's part of the mission for any newspaper or publication is just bringing everybody together by keeping them informed. And if they see who's out there doing good work, maybe they'll pitch in and help out a little bit. Right. Um, and you know I went through to just kind of test and see how that nomination process worked it's less than five minutes to, to put that in. So uh, we look forward to seeing the nominations that might come about. Um, you know, so with that, speaking of young folks doing great things in the basin, um, yes. we've got graduations coming up. We uh, do lots yeah. and lots of graduations. <laughs> so, and I, I know in today's paper, if anyone wants to go out, they'll be out there all weekend long yep. uh, for folks to grab. We've got, um, big spread with all the graduating classes um, in a separate section in today's paper. Uh, it came out really well and we're really excited for these kids to get out there. Um, but starting tonight and going through next week, we're going to have uh, the graduation ceremonies. Now we've got it set out where, you know, it was a little bit chaotic for a minute, but we got it figured out and we are going to be at every graduation in Grant and Adams counties. Um, and with that, uh, rather than putting those stories out like we have traditionally immediately after the ceremony, we're gonna, we're gonna hold those. We'll get you some photos, so you, you'll still be able to get some pictures, but we're gonna hold the, the full stories uh, until June the 12th, and those will be in that edition of the paper in the lifestyle section, so that folks can have a keepsake with all of those students um, that their their children or you know if the kids want to buy a copy of the paper you know whatever that is they'll be able to have photos of the people they've been playing sports with for the last four years going to FFA with for the last four years all those things it'll all be kind of wrapped in there together um, but moving on to kind of the news side of things um, the biggest news that's happened outside of community events for Memorial Day uh, is uh, Charles Bergman uh, was sentenced this this week to 15 years uh, in prison plus three years of government supervision uh, for the murder of his wife Teresa um, they managed to uh, through a plea deal they didn't think they were going to be able to get first-degree murder um, but through a plea deal uh, he ple pled guilty to second degree uh, murder and so he's been sentenced now with that uh, for those that don't remember the case um, he had gone to pick up Teresa at uh, this airport in Spokane mm -hmm. um, and on his way back last fall from that um, the their marriage was going through some some struggles from what uh, we've been told uh, and as a result on the way back he took a bit of a, a cross-country route through Lincoln County um, where uh, her body her remains were later found um, and uh, unfortunately like 
you know, she obviously didn't survive it. What had happened? Uh, a farmer had found her remains, and then he was later arrested over on the East Coast uh, after a several-day-long search. So um, that case has come to a close. Uh, we're right now we're doing some finalized reporting. Uh, Charles Featherstone has been following up on that pretty well. Uh, we've requested the case file and everything that can be released and we'll have a, a story in the Herald coming up on that. Um, but uh, for now the, the part that I know Ian is looking forward to and I know that Bob looks forward to this too. Uh, we're gonna gonna venture into uh, the sports segment of the Studio Basin podcast which is brought to you by Sue's Gift Boutique at 212 West 3rd Avenue in Moses Lake. Stop by Sue's to explore a variety of items, including ladies' apparel, candles, hobo purses, items for infants, uh, Ilse Jacobson shoes and jewelry, and stop in and support a Columbia Basin business with local roots. Um, so, Ian, you have been a busy, busy man <laughs> for the last week, and Bob. You're no exception to that. I know you've been running around, not only going to our publishers conference last week, but your daughter has you running to every softball occasion that you can possibly uh, manage. Yes. Uh, and you also do some coaching. So yeah. um, what should listeners know about softball and baseball season as it's wrapped up now? Well, like you said, it's a sad week. All the high school sports are over. So a little bit off of my plate, but I do miss going to the games. Um, so last week we had the state softball tournaments held around the southern parts of the Washington State. Uh, Royal Softball placed second in the 1A state tournament. Othello placed third. ACH placed fourth. So we had four, three local teams end up placing at their respective tournaments. Uh, Royal made it to the state championship game. The game actually took two days to complete because of a rain delay. A little bit of a weird thing going on there, but uh, they played against Montesano in Montesano, how do you pronounce mm -hmm. it? Montesano. Montesano, all right. <laughs> Still learning everything. Um, played against Montesano in the state title game. Uh, lost 8-2 eight to, eight to, to the Bulldogs. Um, how they got to the state title game, they had a first round bye, then a 5-2 win over London Christian, and a 5-1 win over Hoquiam in the state semifinals. Uh, like I said, the rain-delayed game took a... It was actually their one strike away from calling the game. It was the bottom of the fifth inning with two strikes on the board and two outs. Uh, if they had that one more strike, they would have just called it because it was in the sixth inning. But uh, they ended up moving it to Sunday morning in Richland, where uh, unfortunately for Royal, they weren't able to pull it out. But I mean, second place ain't too shabby, especially at a 1A state tournament. Right. So the Knights are finishing their season 24-3. and three. Uh, They actually have a good amount of talent that will be coming back for next year. I think it's only two or three seniors that are on this year's team, so... It'll be fun to watch again next year. Yeah, well, and, you know, the, they've got another set of newbies coming in, mm -hmm. you know, those freshmen mm -hmm. that will come in, and hopefully they'll bolster the team up, take them and get them that gold trophy, right? right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, for Othello, they placed third at the 2A state tournament. Uh, they had a first-round loss to Olympic um, at the 2A state tournament at CELA, but then they went on to win five straight games and placed third. Playing six games in the two-day span is a really daunting task. But their head coach, Rudy Ochoa, was saying how throughout practices the entire year, they've had players play in multiple positions. That really kind of gets you ready for, you know, if someone has to go play third base, it's, it's not uh, kind of out of, it's not out of the blue for them. They have some experience there, uh, help get them along. And it really helps with the pitching as well, because when you're pitching, uh, most schools, you know, they don't have a lot of number one pitchers on their roster, but a lot of kids who have experience. So congratulations to the Huskies. 
that's now two straight years with top three finishes at the state tournament for them. And uh, it's not too bad to go out with a third place trophy for Rudy Ochoa, who is retiring this year after a 27 year career. So congratulations to Coach Ochoa on a really wonderful career there in Othello. For sure. Uh, for ACH, they placed fourth at the 1B state tournament. Uh, they had a first round loss to the sales, but then bounced back with wins over Darrington and Sunnyside Christian in the consolation bracket to get to that placing match in, or placing game at the end of the tournament uh, where they faced off against Mossy Rock in the third and fourth place game. It's one of those games where it just kind of goes crazy. The final score was 17 to 12. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of <laughs> runs being scored, um, but they ended up losing that game to Mossy Rock to place fourth. But hey, fourth in the state tournament, that's not too bad at all. It's pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Couple other state uh, championship events happened last weekend. The state tennis happened at a couple places around the state. We had four Basin athletes taking home placements at their tournaments. Uh, Moses Lakes, Marwin Warnick placed seventh in the 4A boys singles. Afreda's Josh Mullings placed eighth in the 2A boys singles. And Afreda's Addison Mills and Casey Shannon took eighth in the 2A girls doubles. So, congratulations to them. That's pretty cool. Nice. So how did uh, how did Moses Lake do with their their softball roundup this year? Like just across the season overall. So Moses Lake, they had a one of their big goals this year was just getting back to state after missing it last year because I believe they were the number one seed in the district tournament last year. Yeah. Uh, ended up losing those two games, so that was a big motivation factor for them this year. Kind of a thing I got from the doing our spring sports preview and talking with coaches and players throughout the season. They just really wanted to make it to state. Uh, they actually they did end up making it to state this year. Uh, played against Richland in that first round, uh, lost to Richland seven to one. Um, kind of Richland got an early lead there and just kind of rode up that momentum. And then in the consolation round, they played against Eastmont, familiar opponent. I think it was the fourth time they played against Eastmont this season. Really close, um, really close game. Uh, Paige Richardson actually pitched a really good game those first five to six innings, I believe, before uh, Eastmont started piling on those runs a little bit. Um, and then the loss to Eastmont 5-1, to one, um, that knocked them out of the tournament. So they had a really good year. Um, mm -hmm. bouncing, they played Eastmont in that district tournament game. Uh, Grand Slam gave Eastmont the 5-1 uh, to one lead, I believe it was at the time. It was like shipped away a couple of runs, but they weren't able to overcome that. But then they had an exciting win in the district I don't know what you'd call that, cons consolation, a consolation game, game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, against West Valley, going to extra innings, and then a walk-off hit by Jalen Valderas to help get them to state. So when I was talking with their head coach, Mike Hoffines, after their uh, state title tournament games, one of the big things he hopes the team gets from this year is just that experience. Because the two years, last year they didn't make the state tournament, and the two years before there was no state tournament due to COVID. So this is a lot of their uh, the girls' first time at a state tournament. So he hopes they just kind of take away that experience of what it's like to compete against these uh, these really good teams that you're going to be playing against. Right. So, and Bob, you've been over there. Every time you hear about the good things that Paige is doing and whatnot, <laughs> you're, you've got a big smile on your face. As a parent and a coach, like, what was that what like watching you, for you, watching the girls go through this season? Oh, uh, it's it, as because I coach a bunch of them throughout the summer, it's tough. It's like you're watching your kids out there, your, your girls, and you're watching them, and, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to be a spectator. I'm used to being in between the, the chalk lines with them and kind of battling out with them, coaching them through the tournament. But but it's fun, and it makes me proud because I know that the work that they put in throughout the rest of the year starts to show up 
when they're playing for their school. So yeah. it's a uh, it's fun. I've got girls all over Central Washington that I coach right now between Wenatchee and here. So it's fun to nice. see them when you know I have players that play at Eastmont that come over and you know I get to visit with them a little bit as well. So. Uh, a little nerve-wracking, but it is fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, so you manage to sit on your hands, though, and not go full on stage? Uh, I have to actually stand up behind the bleachers half the time, <laughs> you know, and kind of just peek through because I just, you know, because okay. I, don't, I don't want to coach them from the stands. That's, right. As a coach, that's annoying yeah. to me. <laughs> so I try to, as much as I possibly can, try not to coach. It All was right. pretty cool, though, at the state tournament because I saw Bob a couple of times when I was there and Royal and Moses Lake were actually playing in Richland. Back-to-back so, fields. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. In between games, sometimes you see some of the Royal players come up and say hi to Bob. So that was pretty cool to yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. I've coached quite a few girls over the course of my coaching career. So Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I think... Is that all we got, or do you have more sports you want to touch on? I do want quick? to talk a little right. bit about track and field, just because we had well, a couple of state champions uh, let's run from the weekend. So, uh, Afreda, they, uh, Afreda Boys placed fourth in the 2A Boys Track and Field State Championships nice. over in Tacoma. Uh, the 4x400 relay team of Tyler Rain, Travis Hendrick, Hayden Roberts, and Joshua Green took home a championship. And then Benjamin Bellino took home four titles in the wheelchair events. Oh, so I thought that was really cool. I want to give him his credit. Um, and to all the other Afreda athletes who ended up getting their team score enough to place uh, fourth at state, that's really cool. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for sports this week. And uh, okay. I'm s- sad to see the high school sports season go, but <laughs> just makes me more excited for it to come back later in the fall. There you go. Yeah, um, and with that, if you have a, a, a student athlete or a bowling league, anything athletic, sports-related, we don't care what it is. Go ahead and let us know what's going on. We want to be out there. We want to cover those local sports. Just shoot us an email, or more accurately, shoot Ian an email at ibivona, that's I-B-I-V-O-N-A, at ColumbiaBasinHerald.com. Send him your photos of these sporting events, uh, all sorts of stuff. We're happy to publish those. Uh, let the world know what your kids and what your, your fellow athletes and so on are doing out there on the field, on the court, on the pitch, whatever that, that venue is called, um, just let us know what's going on and we, we will do our best to get to as much as that, of that as we possibly can. Um, with that, just a reminder, put in your 40 under 40 nominations on BasinBusinessJournal.com or ColumbiaBasinHerald.com. Uh, that information is there for you to track down. Um, if you need our help getting that set up, just go ahead and send me an email at editor at ColumbiaBasinHerald.com and I will help you with that submission. Um, the Studio Basin Podcast is produced by the Columbia Basin Herald, a local newspaper serving Grant and Adams counties in Washington State. Our publisher is Clint Schroeder, and our regional general manager is Bob Richardson. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Thanks for um, me. <laughs> and our managing editor is myself, uh, Rob Miller, and our reporting staff consists of senior reporter Charles Featherstone, senior reporter Shell Schweitzer, staff writer and paginator Joel Martin, and sports reporter Ian Bavona. Um, with that, take care of yourselves out there. And uh, thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in.